0: Good times. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Into the Fryer Ramblings from the Kitchen podcast. I am your host, and I want to thank you for joining me tonight. My guest on Into the Friar after dark is Chef Jordan Miller. What's going on, Jordan? Hello, sir.
1: Thanks for having me. Good to
0: uh, see you. Good to see you, too. My pleasure. So we met uh, maybe about a year ago when you were work, uh, just getting Campos Coffee in Salt Lake City open. Um and I know that you've listened to a few episodes of the podcast so we're just gonna jump right in. Um, where are you from?
1: Oh well, I was born um, in Waller, Texas, Clifton, Texas actually, which is a town next to Waller but uh lived there until my brother was born so only two years and then New Jersey. So I consider myself a Jersey boy. <laughs> spent
0: 16 years of six, my 16 formative years of life there. Nice. So yep. from two, from like 2 to 18? Yep. So are you one of the four seasons? Am I what? Are you one of the four seasons? Yeah. Um, I wish. Yeah. No. Uh, we probably wouldn't be sitting here right now if that were the case,
1: exactly, right? Exactly. That's what I was going to say. But, uh, you know, Jersey, it's a funny thing because I moved away from there as quickly as possible, but I will love it and represent it until the day I die.
0: Oh, hell yeah. I don't know why, but it's just a, you got you got to love you got to love where you're from. Um so we've talked about a couple of things but t- where. are where in Jersey did you grow up? I spent a little bit of time out there in uh, Bordentown. Nice. <laughs> I was there for, like, a whole summer. And I remember it was it was about 45 minutes to get to Manhattan and then about 40 minutes or so to get to Philly. So yep. where were you in, in New Jersey? Um, pretty similar place to Bordentown,
1: actually. If you were to draw a line due east from Philadelphia right to the ocean, that's where I'm from. So, um... North of Atlantic City Probably about 30 miles
0: Okay What's, right the, the, name beach, the, what's um, the name of the What's name of town Long
1: Beach Island, New Jersey
0: Oh, okay So I had uh, uh, She's a good friend of mine now But a gal that I I dated for A few years Grew up in Tom's River So is ah. that Yeah, they were a rival High school of ours Okay So in Jersey We talk about where we're from In exits
1: <laughs> Okay I'm uh, from Exit 63 Tom's uh-huh. River would be Like 83 all right, so, you know. All right, fair enough. fair enough.
0: Fair um, enough. Speaking of uh, speaking of high school, how what was life like for you in high school? Did you play sports? What were you into?
1: High school was great. Um, my old man is a big time fisherman, and we grew up. You know, it's like crab traps and, and hit the boat slip and fishing and surfing and um, I did play sports. Uh, looking back, I probably did it more for my parents than myself, but. Um, I swam I pole vaulted interestingly enough uh, yeah and uh, I was a good swimmer actually I went to college to swim
0: that's a whole story of itself I it didn't last long but uh. we can get right into that because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't last long in college either but you know I have, I have my own reasons um, now when, when did you start to develop You had mentioned crab trapping and fishing. Um, Were you starting to learn, like, tricks of the trade as far as, like, filleting fish and cutting, you know, doing that when you were younger?
1: Well, I was very lucky as a young chef, if you will. Uh, My mentor um, and first chef I ever worked for, actually, was a guy by the name of Christopher Sanchez. Mm -hmm a dear friend of mine, currently, still to this day, um, CIA grad, uh, came out of the kitchens of La Den and uh, Le Cirque under Daniel Boulud, and was from my hometown and opened up his first restaurant in my hometown. Oh, nice. So I washed dishes for him when I was like 14. I actually worked on a party fishing boat that would go blue fishing and fluke fishing uh, during the day, and then I would work at
0: the restaurant at night. Oh, nice. So fluke, uh, those are kind of like flatter, bottom yeah, dwellers. Okay. Yeah, flounder. Right. Uh,
1: different we'll, species if you want to get technical, but it's, it's a flounder. Right.
0: Right. And then what was the other one that you said? Bluefish. Dirty bluefish. Okay. Is that something that's uh, like um, uh, East Coast?
1: No local fishermen are going out for bluefish unless they're looking for crab trap bait or trying to thrill their two-year-old. Uh, they're basically a fun fight. They get big and they're they're just terribly oily and gross to eat. I've had some good preparations. You can smoke them. You can... You gotta work real hard. Okay. Yeah, so, it's
0: not the, the risk is not worth the reward.
1: But the party boat, you know, it's a place where you can guarantee people catching fish the
0: worst uh, humidity you'll
1: ever feel. Yes. We...
0: And uh, the... um sorry i want to make sure that we're still recording um but the uh i would by the time i like finished showering and walked outside they would be almost finished unloading the truck the orders, and then I mean I was training and like it was just hard to find people at, at that time and uh, you know but then I just do the whole thing like day after day it was a routine and I just like got used to it and then it became you know just like you're saying like meditative where I, I didn't have to think about anything I just knew what I was doing and we were getting orders like five days a week at that point because we were it was like so brand new and everyone was coming in and yeah but
1: yeah There's something, I don't know the word, charming or something just uh, intriguing to me about repetition and being, putting things to muscle memory as opposed to having to think about them, you know?
0: No, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. And I'm going to come back to that. But I want to go back to, so 14... Did you start learning any kitchen skills? Yeah, for when, sure. When you were when you it were was there, the
1: whole classic, you know, the fry guy got drunk and didn't show up for work that day, <laughs> and on Thursday at five thirty p.m. I was promoted to a fry cook. Oh, nice, nice. You know, uh, so yeah, and it happened very naturally from there, and then at that point, um, chef and I, Chris. We're developing um pretty tight relationship oh excellent he kind of took me under his wing he saw that i cared
0: he was just a good good dude nice nice and so i'm just trying to think of like how to dealing with the pressure as a 14 year old and then you know you have it, it, I remember being a dishwasher and like freaking peeling garlic until my fingers were burning and like all you just did anything right like like if there was downtime
1: there was no time
0: well I mean yeah right like if there was no <laughs> dishes or it was a quiet time and totally. it was service you were peeling potatoes or peeling carrots or shrimp or whatever right. like totally. and, and you got, got I'm sure Hot you got beans, that kind of kind of education for sure. Yeah, luckily, um, so I had a head start,
1: uh, it was a seafood restaurant, so I'd already been exposed to, uh, you know, like shucking oysters and, uh, clams, and I knew how to clean scallops already, and, you know, I, I cleaned God knows how many pounds of blue crab, and so I had a... A jump start on the majority, just by my old man being a fisherman. Right. Yep. Right.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, did you? Uh, so, did you work there all the way through, like finishing high school, like every summer, or did you start picking up more shifts, or how did that go? No,
1: I worked there until I graduated high school. Yep. And then what did you do? When I went to college. I uh, moved to North Carolina. Uh, <coughs> went to the University of North Carolina and um, fulfilled my my only parental request of me, which was pretty much, I don't give a shit what you do in life, you gotta graduate college and then you do whatever you want. So, um, I was fortunate that I got to go to school uh, for basically nothing. Um, So I got an education, but even during college I worked full time as a chef. I worked fifty hours a week cooking. I exactly. knew I knew what I wanted to do. I even had the conversation with my parents, like, "Hey, let's save the money. I'm going to be a cook." Right. And they're like, "That's fine, but do, this, do first. this first.
0: Right. So. <laughs> do this first, and then do whatever the hell you yeah, want. Yeah, totally. Right, right. Um, what was it like going to? I mean, I, I grew up, so I think I'm a little bit older than you uh i'm 45 i'm sure you're 35 okay so 10 years um i'm trying to think of like i am a huge sports fan so like my you know when i was 10 michael jordan and so laker lakers had james worthy and they had sam perkins come through at a certain point um what was it like being on the freaking unc campus at that time uh, incredible. I'm thinking, I mean, I'm thinking, so you probably graduated in around 2000? Uh, no, later than that. Later than that, okay. Um, let's see,
1: I was there when they won the national championship in 2005, I believe it was. Was it five or six? One of those two years.
0: Like I an I Antoine there.
1: Jameson? And I and witnessed him. And was it was like, amazing. No, it was the...
0: Or was that... The, he was before.
1: He was right before.
0: Uh,
1: I think I saw him go pro the year I went to college. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it was interesting because I was always a basketball fan. But in New Jersey, it's like wrestling. It's like a very wrestling place um, where all the big athletes were either wrestlers. Um, we're also producing... You know, some decent football players At that point But you go to North Carolina And it's like Basketball
0: is life Yeah, yeah, I imagine Literally life So, um It was cool to be In and amongst that, for sure And then, um How What was the What was the Nightlife like And I'm gonna jump backwards In a couple of minutes Because I have a question for you
1: Oh Um Great I don't know I You know, I was lucky That high school I sort of got all that out of the way. Okay. I had friends with older brothers. I probably got exposed to things a little earlier than most parents want their kids to be exposed to things, but luckily I was over it before I even went to school. Oh, nice. So it didn't get it didn't get me. No, well, um, that's you know. Don't get me wrong. I had a great time. Um, I never slept in college because I would go to school all day. I would cook from like four p.m. till ten, and then at ten I would. Uh, crack beer cans open at the local pub called Loggerheads. oh nice Um, my whole thing in college was like bust my ass during the semester and then every um, uh, every uh, summer break I would quit my job and disappear for three months oh nice so I was um, big into traveling
0: where did you just up and down the east coast or all over the country or Um,
1: mostly south and central America oh nice yeah um, I have a degree in Spanish, actually. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I finished my final college year in Ecuador. Uh, and I went everywhere. Costa Rica, Panama, Mexico, Belize, Guatemala, um,
0: Peru, Argentina. That that reminds me of... A, uh, I have a few friends from that I've been... A couple of them I've known since elementary school. And... Uh, when we started taking, like, Spanish courses in, I think you started in junior high, My, I had, like, three or four friends that took it all the way from junior high all the way to the end of high school, and it wasn't their major in college, but they continued on. Like, I have one friend that did the same thing, uh, similar, but traveled all through Central and South America that freaking, like, he, like he's able to teach his kids like like I'm pretty good in Spanish mm-hmm. but I'm not good enough where I can teach my kids I can teach them how to get along but right. like my buddy's like
1: no it's cool I, same thing I'm with me I was a writing like journalism major who knew Spanish and then I spent so much time in these countries that I'd like I picked it up really well and then I was sort of like what? why not why the hell wouldn't I just go to just these classes yeah. and get a degree Fucking a, man. So I would agree. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, pound for pound, probably the best decision I ever made in my life was learning Spanish. Actually,
0: I bet, especially given the where, career that you're in. I mean, right
1: in my career path. It's yeah, more applicable than most others, but yeah.
0: I remember. I remember when I started. I was like. I had taken what I needed to graduate from high school. Yeah, I was and, the same. And then and then I started working in kitchens. Same. And and I was like I was the only white dude. Yeah. And I just remembered K S S O and K S S the.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then I just started putting shit in people's faces and being that's, like, "What's this? That's What's how this? I What's to? this?" It's crazy.
1: Oh. I hated Spanish in high school. Hated it.
0: I, I did, I did, it wasn't that okay. I hated it. Well, I think it. I
1: took it in, like, seventh grade, so, like, middle mm-hmm. school, maybe. But. Yeah.
0: I took, like, eighth grade, I took Spanish, and then I went to, like, a, this spro- program where I would go, like, for me, junior high was seventh, eighth, and ninth, mm-hmm. and so then in ninth grade, I went in the morning to a high school, right? and I took all these other classes, and then I would come back after lunch and then finish the day. And in ninth grade, I took Russian. Ah. Don't know why. And that then
1: I then, Cuba and then are
0: in Latin. Well there you go. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. I remember Piva, <laughs> which means I wanna buy beer. Um, <laughs> and then and then I went back to to Spanish in tenth grade, but then after that I was like fuck this, I'm not doing it. Um, but I have a question for you about high school. Sure. Because you were on the party boats mm-hmm. and you were talking about uh, was uh, going out and having beers on a Sunday. Did you party? Like, I grew up in a beach town, so was it more of like a party atmosphere?
1: Oh, for sure. Jersey, Shore. I mean, we get a bad rap because of the damn TV show, but we were, you know, my island was 20 miles south of that one. Sure, So, sure. you know, the population in the winter was, like, 1,000 people. The population in the summer was, like, a million people. So right. Because from zero to hundred in the entire economy is basically centered around people partying and having a good time so
0: and was it readily available like I knew for me growing up where I did like partying like like about 14 15 was like when it really started to kick in and and could like party almost any night of the week during the summer and didn't like no one really seemed to notice and I don't know if it was because I lived with my mom and my stepdad who were I, I found out later we were always just way more wasted than I could ever be, so right. I kind of used that to my advantage, but was it, I mean... Yeah,
1: no, I had parents who were really strict in that regard, like uh-huh. they didn't allow it, so they busted my balls about it, but I was never... I mean, yes, it was always there, Right. and it was always about going out and trying to find girls or have a good time. Um, luckily... I think I got out of there right when I needed to in that like in high school when I was in high school doing bad things was like you know stealing some vodka from your parents' bottle and filling it with water or like you know smoking a doobie with your buddies out on the beach at night or something where now like kids are facing much realer things in life with you know drugs and Especially New Jersey opiates, you know. There's kids dying every day. Oh, dude! Heroin overdoses. I've never even seen heroin, enough, you know, in my mid-thirties, and you hear the stories of these twelve-year-olds, and it's like, you know, heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I I grew. I I think I've told you, and I, I don't hide it from anybody. I've been sober for almost twelve years, and uh, dude, when I was growing up, it was like I I could my my parents where I lived like my dad was like a part of this my stepdad actually was a part of this like uh freaking charity organization that supported amateur athletics called the century club it was all a bunch of old dudes and they would have like a few golf tournaments throughout the year and my dad my stepdad was the bartender so we had like a freaking literally a garage full of booze and then my parents made my mom and him like to smoke the smoke Weed, so I knew like where I could get stuff easy, but like me too, I never got into the other right stuff. But when I was coming of age, like 20, 21, when I started, like I got my first executive chef position, I was 23, Whew. and I no business, like I shouldn't have been. Isn't that funny? But they took the chance on me. I was so grateful. No, I've been it's there, it's fucking too. To- yeah, it's weird. Like, I couldn't imagine you get a job that you'll just happen. Okay, um, shit, I don't know what we missed. I hope not much But the guy that That trained me Um He did the best he could Like But in reality There's only like A quarter you, Like he only taught me A quarter of what I needed to know right. And the other part Was The other 75% Was like You just had to get in there totally. and, and showing up Was like Oh it's everything Dude
1: I mean you can have An encyclopedic knowledge Of anything If you If you don't have The motions down Or you haven't lived it it doesn't matter. Anymore. Yeah. Like, yep. I could tell you what a you know all the mother sauces and all their derivatives are, but you know, if it's seven thirty on a Friday night, you're fifteen tickets deep and you gotta do something on the fly, you know, that's when that's what separates. You
0: know, yeah, no one gets no that one that gives off. a shit about the mother sauces at that point. They're just exactly. like get, get,
1: and if you can't do it in time quickly with being able to continue working all your other tickets and all your other things, then you're screwed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's the difference. <laughs> it's one thing to have the knowledge; it's another thing to have the knowledge combined with the experience. Oh,
0: yeah, I used to. I used to tell my guys like, "Hey, I I want to do it right. Like, like above all else, I want us to do it right. But come fucking hell or high water, there's times when you have to do it right now. Right. And we just like, like I don't give a Right. What you're doing Just get the plate out
1: Yeah, I think you know, the, uh, the, the
0: That's when you're like general goal
1: And if you're succeeding Is to go through those experiences As few times as possible right? Yeah, yeah They're going to happen It's inevitable You just want it to happen once a week Instead of
0: 14 <laughs> times a week yeah. Well, I, I tried to limit it to like <laughs> like, I've, I, I think i have probably all told, I've, I think I've opened 12 restaurants f- from the ground up. And so, like... i have like, like, seven, I think. Well, I mean, so every time you have a brand new crew, it doesn't matter how experienced they are. You don't know, like, each other's movements. You don't know... You're bound to have, like, a time in the very beginning where you're like, okay, we're going to sink or swim, or... Running a
1: restaurant is, like... It's, like, the whole... Yeah. So you're living in a world where everything is crumbling around you and you have to put the pieces back up quicker than they're falling down. Yep. And if you don't, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. You're up shit's crazy. And if you can figure out the way to just keep putting things back, you somehow come out the other side and the sickest of us find joy in it, I guess.
0: Yeah, I did for a long time. Yep. I did for a long time. I still, I still, I, I never say never, but I enjoy doing this. I enjoy, like, I'm enjoying, you know, if I'd had kids at a younger age, who knows? Right. And and actually, I was talking to one of my other, a good friend of mine that I've known since I was probably, like, two, we determined that I may have met her before when I was, like, 14, <laughs> but we actually met when I was like I know that I we recognized each other as meeting when I was probably 20 and uh, I did take a a break and I I was a I worked for Prudential as a financial advisor and that shit was fucking fascinating as hell but at like I was newly married so like this was like nine years ago um or eight years ago like I was newly married and having a baby relatively soon after. Like, and I was like commission only, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like, I I would there'd be months where I didn't make shit, like not even a fucking single paycheck. And uh, I I was talking to my friend, and I was like, I was like Corey literally if I found this when I was like the same time I found being a chef like working in kitchens if I found those at the same time I probably would have never been a chef because I found it I mean I, I it was like so intriguing mm-hmm. like just how the pieces of the puzzle and, and I think plus like some of my own shortcomings like I'm drawn to like I want to learn about it mm-hmm. but man I I fucking love restaurants too <laughs> I love food I love, no, the, I love the people I love, I love I think
1: about the reverse too like I'm getting older and I could have done those things at a younger age other jobs right become a financial advisor go work go get a PhD whatever and now I'm too deep you know sometimes that scares me like I'm good at what I do and I've never had trouble finding work but at the same time I don't want to die in a kitchen you know
0: yeah Which is
1: a, kind of a scary thought
0: Well that's sometimes. why I, I was uh, And I told you before we started About how the How I was interviewing Susan And the way I I mean like I did restaurants And it was like Everything else with life Went by Like yeah, there no. was It was I, Everything else It was like Laser focus Tunnel yes. vision And nothing mattered yep. Like birthdays Holidays Fuck I didn't give a shit I'm you know, and Luckily, um, I, I got a wife who, oh, dude, she kicked my ass. Well, so and I, I and I just her. I just was like, like this is like me. I mean, I had so many things going on. I had full blown, you know, I was full blown alcoholic, like functioning, <laughs> high functioning. Yeah. But like my like if it, if you've ever been around the program, it talks about ego and like just fear and all these things. And so like like I had this persona that like was just bigger than fucking life, mm-hmm. and and like I used it as a shield to hide the fact that I was like oh shit oh shit everything's gonna fall apart everything's gonna fall apart. But if I if I'm a, if I'm a you know like like it was like if I'm tyrannical and people see me as being forceful and like I can I can you know get food out and be creative and do these things and I'm good all the while I was just just dying so I was talking to Susan about that and I'm like how the fuck do you do it like I I couldn't have like she's in her 60s you know what I mean like like and I see her and I've had a chance to work side by side with, with her and her, her business partner and I'm like I'm just in awe with, I'm sure
1: like, she has her routines right she's gotta do
0: exercise or yoga or something I'm, she like, just yeah. has, she's <laughs> like I just bring a positive attitude and like I wanna <laughs> teach and I'm like no, I'm, the, I'm I like can't. I don't I don't know how It
1: just now that I'm getting older I need a release cause I know I can't you know like I said I've been lucky I've never had addiction issues I've dabbled but it never became, you know. It was I had my priorities in line. Right. Did I slip along the way? Absolutely, but I learned quick to the point where it never got me, thankfully. But now, you know, I mean, quite frankly, I I need some sort of like adrenaline or whatever. Like it was surfing, it was cooking. It is, you know. Now I just. Beat myself up physically at the gym, or right. whatever. And, right. Right. Um, you know,
0: or on the or on the it,
1: mountain, right? Making it hurt it helps me feel better. Or snowboarding, whatever. But if I didn't have all that, yeah, there's no question. There would be a, a deeper, darker path I would go down.
0: Oh, I just thought I was a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, like, I, had, I, had a, I, I have a friend of mine that we used to party all the time, and, and we would go, I, I would go trade food that wasn't mine, you know, to the bar, and the bartenders would give me drinks that didn't belong to them, right. and then I had a, a server friend that I hung out with all the time, and, and I remember, like, like literally, she's putting the tip down, like, we didn't pay and she's like putting the tip down and she's like you know what fuck you I'm never going drinking with you again and I'm like what's your problem and she's like you never tip and I'm like open up your fucking wallet <laughs> literally the conversation was open up your fucking wallet how much money did you make off of me tonight and she's like what and I'm like they weren't coming there to see you and I was I mean I was a fucking piece <laughs> of work you know like, like yeah yeah Ego's a tough thing. Is it, it is ooh, I'd still deal with it. Still yeah. deal with it. But I mean like I have some practices in place and that that help me like to stay no, as we hard. call it right sized. I deal you know,
1: you know I I feel like I have somewhat handle on it. It's still tough though. Especially in a work environment,
0: you know. Yeah. Oh, especially yeah. as a chef. So that I yeah. I mean I I'm like anything that I like I got off on the reaction right something that came from hands of me and my crew and watching someone eat it and then their face like lighting up was like yeah, that was like a drug
1: yeah no it is that's what we're all of the happiness I derive from it I mean minus the work I, I find happiness in the actual work but at the end of the day
0: I mean, like people. prepping and using your knives yeah, and totally. being organized, yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. cutting through fifteen whole fish in a certain amount of time, or knowing that I can, you know, deep fully debone a whole case of chickens in under thirty minutes. Like, as stupid as it sounds, like I kind of get off on that, knowing that I
0: could can... perfecting the craft. Yeah, yeah, totally. I totally <laughs> yeah. get it. I totally can get it. Um, so, you're in college. You graduate. Yep. And uh, you travel around, how did you, so then how did you, you'd been working in kitchens all, the, all this time during college, and then when did, you just, when did you just freaking like, go? fuck it, I'm going for it?
1: Uh, 2008, the market crashed, and the restaurant I was working for went under because it was owned by a developer. Mm-hmm. And he was developing some, God knows what, some like community of some sort in South Carolina. And he went under. So I was in North Carolina, um, and the whole, the scene down there wasn't really established at the time. Cost of living was kind of low. Mm-hmm. I had a hard time, you know, making the money I needed. To just so I was like, um, screw it, it's time to move back home, and I moved to Philadelphia. Okay. I moved to Philadelphia, and I opened a chicken shop with. Uh, a then-college student slash person who I had met, buddy of mine, who's now actually a very successful restaurateur in New York City, um, in West Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> I fried chicken and rotisserie chicken and made biscuits and slang them in West Philadelphia.
0: No way. Did, is that something that you picked up when you were in North Carolina?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that, that was right when the whole... Dave Chang fried chicken thing was coming on too so um,
0: fried chicken was hot fill me in on Dave Ch- Chang Dave Chang um, Momofuku opened okay, like okay, 2006 okay. or something maybe okay. and
1: then he was doing uh, he was doing the ramen or whatever but he, he was also slinging fried chicken sandwiches and stuff and it was
0: But isn't, is it, I'm not sure if it's Duke or North Carolina, but there's that freaking place that's famous for, like, it's fried chicken and biscuits. There's
1: tons of, uh, well, there's Bojangles, of course, which is like...
0: Isn't that right on the campus of one of them?
1: Oh, Bojangles are everywhere. That's like the McDonald's of fried chicken and biscuits. Oh, no,
0: there's like, I just remember seeing, like, (laughs) I would swear that it's it's on the University of North Carolina campus, like a old, freaking old-timey place that's like... Oh well, there's you tons know, of places. Um, like a two hundred year old dude from the south that's like still slinging freaking. Oh what? Um, I'm brain farting here. That's, uh, but did I mean? So did you? Did you? Kind of pick up? Is that like an idea that you brought with you? And you're like, hey, this is kind of going on. Why don't no, me- it was actually the idea was. Um, so the University
1: of Penn and Drexel University or in West Philadelphia. Okay. Um, and there was a huge gap because West Philly at the time was sort of like gentrifying, still sketchy, but there weren't any like up-and-coming businesses in West Philly. And all of the kids at those campuses were eating at like Qdoba and like, you know, like uh, what's the burrito joint now? that's Chipotle. Chipotle. Uh-huh. Um, you know just higher end fast food but nonetheless they were just eating garbage right Um, and we swooped in and we created an online app where kids could order we didn't have a storefront we worked out of a commercial kitchen in West Philly and we were totally computer based and we would just sit there at our computer and wait for orders to come in via a mobile app no way and then we would send um kids out on their
0: bikes to deliver it. Fucking A, man.
1: Yeah. It's called Roost.
0: Roost. Is it still West going on? No. No? Did it morph into something else?
1: Uh, we started becoming successful and the dude who owned the the commercial space uh, pretty much shoved us out. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> That's a bummer. Big time. But uh, Nate Abler is the guy's name. He, uh...
0: Knows your business partner Or the guy that took it over
1: It was his um, His baby Okay um, He brought me on As a partner um, He uh, He worked for Danny Meyer For years after he graduated now he owns uh, He just opened a restaurant In Brooklyn called Gertie And What was his first, first one? He owns a peach house bar In Brooklyn too He does He uh, just wrote a book Oh, nice. I think they got a James Beard nod. He's crushing. So. Fucking A, man. Yeah.
0: So, how now that is, you said around 2006, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, that was my early,
0: early 20s. I was a young buck. Okay. How did you end up here in Utah? Ha! <laughs> it's always an interesting question. I mean, like, not that it's a, not, not. Obviously, I live here, Dude, but but I've met a me lot of people that move,
1: move here. Utah would have been probably the 49th ninth guest out of fifty that I would have said out of our <laughs> lovely United States
0: here. <laughs> what would have been the fiftieth? Alaska. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. wanna I don't, I'd visit Alaska. I don't want to no, go. No. Um, why
1: am I here? The um, long story short. Uh, we well, can make it long. My beautiful wife. Okay. Um, she's a ski bum. I married a ski bum. Okay. And her parents retired here. Uh, and we had been visiting them several times and sort of just caught the bug, and fell in love. We are in the city. I've been working in the city. Now, I mean, this, you, is years, you, this is years later, so I'd already put time in other places, too. But,
0: so um, to clarify, when you say the city, are you talking about New York or Philadelphia? Philadelphia specifically. Okay, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, There's a lot of, lot of people get angsty when you start to say the city because people from California specifically northern California think the city is San Francisco and, right. and I would always tell them no I'm sorry it's New York Chicago's the windy city LA is the city of angels and San Francisco's the city by the bay <laughs> shut the fuck up you're not I, spe-
1: cool. I spent some time working in New York, but the majority of my time was um, the city of brotherly love. Well, that's okay. that's okay. my city. That's near and dear to my heart. Philly.
0: All right, all right. Go Sixers, baby! And <laughs> I, th- I don't know if they won tonight. They or did. Not. They, they crushed them. Yep. Okay. The process. It's all about the process, right? <laughs> it is. Um, so, it, did you meet your wife out there? Is she from there?
1: Another funny story. We um, went to high school together. <laughs> okay. So we knew each other our whole lives. Actually, her cousin was my college roommate.
0: Um, no. But we never how, dated. How like how impossible is that? I mean, Very were you impossible. friends with Was you, you were you were friends with the cousin? Obviously. Yeah, friends of the family. And then you guys were like, "Hey, let's go to North Carolina."
1: No, no, this was way post. So I dated a girl for probably six years, from the age of like. I was probably a sophomore in college, so probably like 18 to 20 through graduation. Okay. And then when I left North Carolina, I also left that relationship,
0: so... No, I'm saying, you said that you were, her Her cousin was your roommate in college. Correct. Right, so were you talking to the cousin, and you're like, hey, let's go down to North Carolina, or it just was happenstance that you both ended up going to North Carolina? No, he
1: was a buddy of mine.
0: Okay. He,
1: um... I always find got that into interesting. the school
0: for sports, mm-hmm.
1: and... It was one of the schools that I had applied to. And it ended up, like, th- three of us had gotten into the school. And we were like, let's go, sweet. Um, but she went to Boston College. Mm-hmm. She dated a guy for years and years, too, seven years. And then she ended up breaking up. And then when I moved from North Carolina back to Philly, which is home pretty much. Sure. It wasn't home, but a 30-minute drive. Um, we ended up seeing each other serendipitously back at Chris Sanchez's restaurant in Long Beach Island, New Jersey. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. And That's funny. Uh, we started dating and yeah, you know, now she's my wife. The rest is history. Yeah. Nice.
0: And so then her parents moved they
1: moved here. Yep, they she lived in Long Beach Island her whole life too. Um, they retired and
0: bought a house in Park City. And then you guys came out several times
1: and- Yeah, we come out like once a summer. Um, just to get out, and we would do a bunch of hiking and <coughs> um, you know I've not a, I've never skied, I might have skied three times in my life before I ever came out here. Oh really? yeah, and it was all like a, in New York in Wyndham It was like a big ice sheet. I know? have so no, like I've never it's been. basically like ice skating on a hill. <laughs> Skiing on the oh, east coast Is like, like ice skating That's on a hill Sounds like a blast Yeah no it, Painful And I never had a good time Because I just
0: never knew What snow was And I never got into it Right Um And then I've heard Because of the age Of the mountains Like They're a little it's, it's not as
1: Oh, I mean once you get Your first glimpse Of the Rockies The things back east Are just Child's
0: play Right Right So then you You came out You started catching the bug found out what and you snowboard or you ski snowboard
1: yeah I came out and then I actually started um, I put my feelers out in the restaurant scene here mm-hmm. sent out some resumes and uh, I got a job opening a
0: restaurant in Park City we just did it and that was the restaurant that you were at previously to prior to opening Campos correct yep oh shit so you haven't been out here that long no, I'm going on year four. Oh fuck! I've been out here longer. I can't. I am shocked. I am shocked. I would. I would have said that you were well entrenched in the city.
1: No, I'm. I'm sort of uh, parasitic in that way. Like getting into the scene as quick as I can. Mm-hmm. It's an easy thing to do. I mean, I know. Being a chef, I know exactly what chefs want out of human beings and employees. Sure so once you know that it's easy to infiltrate you
0: know yeah so yeah, I well I do and I don't um, I I've always uh, if I had if I was drinking well no that's not true let me read I'm gonna redact that <laughs> um, it depends on the situation like I do pretty well in like one on one like this like what we're doing put me in a group and I'm like, I'm just kind of like, I want to keep to myself, and like, I, I much more enjoy like, like the connection that happens between between like two people having a conversation as opposed. I, I love to entertain, which is weird. Like, I love being a part of a team. I love being like the leader of a team. Right. Um, and when I was living in Southern California, and I was working at this place called Christie's, like, I would have either my boss Christie um, would have like a Sunday barbecue or I would be having a Sunday barbecue always like I'd go we'd go out you know my girlfriend that I was living with at the time would go out drinking Sunday during the day and then everyone would end up at our house and like partying you know well into the night um and I always enjoyed like the entertainment but I always found that I could hide behind the grill or hide behind the oh, totally. making drinks or hide behind being a host as opposed to like actually connecting with people if I I Still, as a 45-year-old man, I still find that fucking difficult. I do,
1: too. And it's weird because... Uh, I don't know who I was talking this about this with recently, but we were talking about, like, praise and, like, how strange it is that I do pretty much everything I do for praise, yet at the same time, it's, like, the thing I hate most. And sure. And the thing I have the hardest time taking, you know? Like, of course I'm cooking, and what's the end game? To make delicious things, or, like, of course that's part of it, but it's usually to make somebody happy, to make them feel something, and for them to ultimately say, hey, that was delicious, good job, right? Right, right. But when they say good job, why does it feel so freaking weird? And
0: why do I, you know, like... Because we don't want to be people pleasers, but we, I mean, ultimately, like like we want to satisfy ourselves I, I find that it's like we want to satisfy ourselves but at the same time it's for me that was like the drug like I talked right. about like like I, I was fishing for that and I didn't have an identity outside of what I did as a chef right like it like chef was my was my entire being right and I and I would have you know, like I would get, I I never made, I I was never one that had people call me chef, and then I like I have servers call me chef, and I'd be like, my fucking name's Matt, dude. Like, I'm just like you, just you know, I just yeah. this is what I do, but but ultimately, like, no, I was the fucking chef, and don't fucking get <laughs> right. in my right. way, right? You know, I, I don't know, it's it's a weird, it's a it's a yeah. weird thing, but Feigned, I, I totally,
1: yeah.
0: well, like or like. I I found that I always said a lot of self-deprecating statements, you know, or, like, I hinged a lot of, like, how I viewed life on, like, like, if you liked my food, you liked me. If you didn't like a dish I put out, you didn't. Oh, yeah. You know, like... No, it's... It's just a mentality, like, not so odd.
1: My wife has helped me with that significantly.
0: Yeah. My
1: entire being at one point as well was
0: caught up in being a chef. Yeah, dude. Like I, ha- I had no separation. Yep. Yeah. Like, it was on the golf course with my friends, I was, you know, like, I was still that guy. And on the, cool you life know, life. at dinner with my family for a, my, you know, nephew's freaking birthday, I was still yeah. that guy. And, it, yep. well... Yeah. Luckily, um, sometimes
1: it takes somebody who cares a whole lot about you to... To kick you in the ass, yeah, let you know how big of a dick you're being, you know.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: My I, wife is good at that. She's.
0: <laughs> yeah, I t- I t- I call it being stabbed in the in the chest, yeah, as opposed to being stabbed in the back, right. Because wouldn't you rather have someone like tell you? Like most people are gonna wait till you leave, and then they're gonna be like, "What a fucking asshole that guy was! Right. Like, what a dick!" And then you're like, "I didn't even realize." Like, like for me, I didn't even realize like I was being a, a fuck. well, <laughs> yeah, not completely true. I hear you. But like most of the time, I, I wasn't even I wasn't either trying to be a dick or didn't even have a clue that I was coming off that way. Like I was just so self-absorbed, well, like right. I didn't even you're see it. You're so wrapped it. up in yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah
1: You know I I would like to think That I was never that guy But I would probably be lying. You know it,
0: It's almost I've found that With I'm
1: self aware But at the same time You get so wrapped up In, in it sometimes It's hard To continue to be self aware Yeah
0: Yeah Well like I still find myself doing it Like I was talking to A guy at work today And we were talking about One of his customers And I was like Oh You know it's a burger concept, and I'm like, well, you could do a blend for him. And I was giving him all these solutions, and I'm like, you fucking dick. This guy's been doing this way longer than you. Like, <laughs> what makes me so important that I think I know more than this guy? And, right. but I was just, it was just the, I started getting in the chef mentality. I'm like, oh, they're switching from, like, his, his concept is switching from using a char boiler to a flat top, and he wants to do, like, smashed burgers. And I'm like, well, you could do bulk, and they can use a scoop to control portion or, you, or they can ball him up at, or, the, you know, like, and just inserting myself into the conversation to, like, make myself feel good. You know, just stupid, stupid shit.
1: It is. It's funny, isn't it? And then, you know, you, what's the saying, Daniel or have you ever heard this where, like, he was in a similar situation, I'm sure, where it was just the ego got the best of him and somebody told him that You know, chef, at the end of the day, it all turns to shit.
0: (laughs) That's true. I thought you were going to say something like, I'm not much, but I'm all I think about. You know, that's (laughs) a huge thing. And I think think little things like that bring you
1: back to reality. Because at the end of the day, it's just food. Who really gives a crap? Right. It's weird because you care so much, but at the end of the day, nobody cares. Nobody cares.
0: No, like, we, we got out of it. We, you know, like I used to... I went through—I don't know if you've had similar things—but I went through like stages where I got my first opportunity, totally grateful. I like taught the fuck out of everyone, everything that I knew to everyone, well, except to a point because I didn't want anyone to be better than me because I was scared that if they were better, they would take my job. You know, like, but but I, I really like tried to teach my line cooks like, hey, this is why we do this, and this is you know you have freedom to get to the end result as long as your end result looks like mine and you're efficient yeah. awesome but here's the ingredients and, and make it taste good you know um, there's a certain, there's only so many things you can do like when you're working a sauté station like to make it different there's like process that you have to follow but I, I wasn't like Tyrannical, and then I got some success, and then I was a fucking douche. And like, don't do anything, you know. Like, and then I crashed down to the ground, had to rebuild everything, and then like became came back around to being like more of like, I don't want to, I'm gonna be like, sound like a complete douche now and say like more like a sage where like I had a ton of knowledge and I was like only concerned about. Success of the company mm-hmm. and, or whoever I was doing a job for, and then like teaching and like without holding back, you know. So, more like the first guy that's great, you know.
1: I actually find a lot of uh of the happiness in that in teaching. Yeah, um, I teach at the culinary school. Um, my last role was a very teachy oriented role. Um, it helps you be a better human being. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. It does. And I think... Um,
0: I would agree with that 100%. You know, think of
1: all the chef idols that, that you grew up idolizing. You know, I don't think they got to where they are currently or were or whatever without being that teacher, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well,
0: I mean, it took me... They're the
1: ones who have the most effect on the most amount of people.
0: Well, also, like, if you can... You can pass on the knowledge, like, like, I, I, someone pointed out to me at some point. They were like, "Dude, you're in the position, right?" Yeah. Okay, so if you get people that are better or good at making decisions, or you teach, you show them like how to make good decisions, or you start to work with them and like, like, you take the blame when they fuck up. You give them the praise when they make the right decision, and you take none of, I mean, like, you're taking no credit, but, like, hey, uh, you know what? I put that guy in that position. My fucking dad. But, like, if you build better teams, you ultimately look better. The more knowledge you pass on, the more, well, Not only that, you know, and... Makes life easier for everyone.
1: To be very practical, the less work you got to do. Right,
0: right. <laughs> well, yeah. that... Hence me saying, life easier for everyone. Like, right,
1: totally. Yeah. You right. think... You can do it better, you get the mentality where you're just like, screw it, I'll do it, because yeah. I can do it better yeah. and quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you take on five of those, and before you know it, you're not getting anything done. Or at the end of the day, as you get older, you realize, divide and conquer, baby. Because, you know, ultimately, being in management, in a management role in a restaurant, what's the end goal? Is that, you know... It, things are as efficient and you're doing the least amount
0: of work possible, right? Yeah, put the best people in the best position yeah. that suits them.
1: That's a that's an experience thing, though, I think. Yeah. yeah you know, it, t-
0: it took a long time for me to get there. a 23-year-old
1: being thrown into a restaurant, there's no way that you could ever know that.
0: Oh, I had the biggest chip on my shoulder. I worked 99 days straight levels when I took over.
1: And you thought you were so tough, didn't
0: you? Oh, fuck. I, I was the toughest guy in there. I mean, like, like I knew going in, like, right before... I, the guy left. He's like, by the way, none of the three owners wanted you. And I'm like, I'll show them. Right. I will show. And that's probably, he probably knew that that was the way to get the most out of me. Cause I took, I like ended up, like we went from, when he left, we had two dining rooms. We expanded two more times in that building. And then I opened up two more restaurants for that company. Not ever going to culinary school, not knowing anything other than what I, was taught by him And another Italian dude And then like
1: I mean You know Grit goes a long way Yeah But at the same time That's so unhealthy Like I see so many Young bucks Who are so Amped on the fact that They work 80 hours a week And it's just like How do I tell them that That's not the
0: It's not sustainable way to no. light You know Yeah
1: I was that guy And it makes You know
0: makes you a horrible person well so there's part of me that was like well I'm really grateful like I want to show I want to I want to prove to them that I can do it that I'm worthy of it mm-hmm. and I'm grateful that they're giving me the opportunity so I'm going to do everything I can to try to take care of it
1: totally but, I'm grateful for my time put in too yeah but looking back you know hindsight it's like are there, were there probably other better paths for me to get to where I'm sitting right
0: now? Like, probably. Sure. Yes. And yeah. we're, we're sitting in a coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. Figuratively speaking. Yeah. Figuratively speaking, getting to getting to where you are. Yes, of Hindsight's course. Hindsight's always. 2020, Oh, right? dude. Dude, there was times I passed up opportunities because my ego wouldn't let me. I'm like, you want me to take... I'm, I'm the executive chef of this entity, and you want me to become a sous chef? for that and then I'm like damn like I look back and I'm like literally well I made a choice and I just went on the path but like I look back and I'm like was that ego driven or was that like you know I'm in that exact position right now right
1: I'm in a position where I could be the man at a new thing Mm -hmm. in a very popular travel destination i.e. Park City Main Street front and center baby or I could go take a chef de cuisine position for a company that is is big work for a chef who has been doing it way longer and has way more accolades than me sure and it's tough because the only thing that's in my way is my freaking ego man
0: yeah
1: um, and I, already, I know deep down inside that working for the one company as a chef's cuisine is the better long-term choice. They have more properties. They're expanding. Napa, Greece, Cabo, like you name it. Right. Um, all of the employees love working for the company. Benefits, whatever, you name it. Lifestyle, they don't work you too much, yada yada. But on the other hand, I could go be the freaking man.
0: (laughs) I know, I know. It's a tough decision. How do you, how do you, I mean, do you have, do you, obviously you have your wife, but do you have a group of people that you run, run decisions by, or do you just get with her, or like, how do you, how do you make those decisions, or do you just go with your gut?
1: Gut and wife. You know, the other interesting thing is, too, is Chris Sanchez told me this back in the day, and he was so right. You don't think of it at the time, but you know those jobs will always be available. As a chef, you know there's always a new place opening. There's always a new. There's always somebody who got drunk and didn't show up, and you know.
0: Yeah. As as very common in our in our industry. Yeah. Vagrancy is is like. Well, if you know, if you have your
1: your stuff together and you make people money, like you you don't have a hard time finding work, Right. Right. right but here it is and here's an opportunity like so to open the restaurant on Main Street Mm -hmm. would be a dream in any other realm of the world yeah of course and I should be stoked on it but then I was offered this other thing at this property that has a climate controlled dry aging charcuterie room and (laughs) 10 brand new (laughs) Unox ovens that are you know uh, completely you can control humidity temperature time it has a freaking blast chiller so I can par-cook croissants at 75% and then blast chill them frozen solid and an animation yeah There's it's, like like a, it's like a, piece piece like a chef's wet ovens. dream There's, it is it's the most ridiculous place I've ever seen in my entire life right. and I mean that
0: right but
1: I'm gonna have to go take orders from somebody and that like I can't I will okay. get over it because ultimately I know sort of like what the right decision is. But it still bothers me so much.
0: Yeah. And... I fucked (laughs) you. To know that
1: I gotta go take orders from somebody. Now it's stupid. I know. I know the guy who I'll be working for is a great guy. He's... He was partners with Jeffrey Zakarian at the Land's Club in New York City. Like, he worked for David Boulay at Restaurant Boulay and has worked for like, you know, all the big French names. You know, he worked for... uh, uh, what's her name Sophie Blanc in, in Paris and for you know dudes a gangster, right on every paper whatever and here I am feeling sorry for myself that I'm going to have to take orders from this guy you know like <laughs> how stupid is that it's like
0: it's like Luke Skywalker taking orders from Yoda right I mean really yeah, totally. like he, he at one point he couldn't you know he's like ego gets you know gets it the does. best of him and he,
1: it does not I know like growing with a company like that and all those are all the right decisions but God that ego it's like if I could just turn it off or it just didn't exist right
0: life would be much easier yeah it's, it's about keeping it in check it is it's, I mean it's I would I would be I would be I know what I would do I would take the I'd take the Lenore I could be the man well, I, I just, just always enjoy be, I just for me like it was never like everything I did, like whether it was I played sports all the way growing up through high school, and like I never like rose my hand and was like I want to be the leader. Like when I got my executive chef position, it I didn't. I, I didn't like tell. Yeah. I didn't say I want to do that. No. But like, it just hard work, dedication. Like fucking. Were, like okay, you're gonna be a captain. Okay, you're gonna be. Darwin is baby. Know, it's you know the
1: yeah. cream rises to the top yeah. always, and that's the other thing. That's that's what my 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 wife is telling me. She's like do go in there and, and be the second in command for a couple months and just rush it and then one day you'll be the man you know it's like
0: yeah. it's one of those things where yeah, fuck dude but how long like how it's not gonna be a couple months I, I don't I mean I don't, I'm. I, that's me projecting like I'm thinking no, I like, you. I'm thinking god I couldn't I had I had uh, I did a, a, a tasting and a stage for, for Mary Sue and Susan I consider them my friends. Mm-hmm. Like I've known them. I've done charity functions with them. My sister worked for them for a number of years. Like it's not like they were foreign people to me where I was going in and like like I did a. I think I did what it was a pretty kick-ass freaking tasting for them, and they're were like, we're gonna go with this lady that we worked for us seven years ago, and because she already knows our menu and we're not gonna be able to dedicate, but we want you to be the sous chef in Santa Monica, and I was like. I didn't say that, but that's the thought said. was like, "F you, I'm not doing that." Yeah. And my wife was like, "You're not going to do that," and I was like, "Hell fucking no, I'm not doing that." Especially not driving from Long Beach to Santa Monica every day, and you know, could take well, right. me four hours a round trip. Who knows? Right. And then like that's plus, I just ultimately it had to do with my ego. Like, there's no fucking way. Like that was an insult. I mean, when I get back down to like the, the bottom line of like of like yeah. what was it like? Well, it hurt my it hurt my feelings, and so I'm like the cherry the...
1: on top too. Yeah, is the one the chef de cuisine role where I would be second in command is paying more money. <laughs> <laughs> Benefits are huge, like 401k, oh. dental, vision, you name oh. it, top to bottom. Oh, that's a tough you one. And I'm still thinking about it. You oh know? Like, man, it's to any other normal mortal it would be a no brainer
0: right Uh.
1: and here I am I'm like hmm, 40 hours a week working for a good company like not as much responsibility and like having a great job or making
0: less money working 100 hours a
1: week and being a
0: man you know yeah That that makes it tougher But you know it's not going to be I mean I don't know I've never seen a restaurant job That was 40 hours a week We used to tell our people When I was working for the Irish pub group We used to say uh, If you can manage your kitchen Or manage your restaurant And make make it successful By sitting by the fucking pool Having a martini or a margarita Sun tanning Fuck more power to you We've never seen it happen (laughs) But go for it
1: Right you know, so... But, so, I mean, like, the team, too, is, like...
0: The infrastructure is absurd. Right. Oh man. I don't so. envy that <laughs> position that you're in. I mean, like, it's good. Like. So it's great. You, it's you, great. Isn't it nice to be able to measure the problems by the quality? Well, it's funny, because I was shitting
1: my pants for the past two weeks. Like, oh, man, I'm not getting an offer.
0: Right. And then I get
1: two offers, almost back-to-back, like, within... 24 hours of each other And now my anxiety Is even worse Right Because I have two choices It's like
0: Is there any I mean How are you no. negotiating <laughs> The thought is crossing Or how, how comfortable are you I mean like I'm oh, super like, comfortable Yeah Super I've already negotiated uh, I mean How do I Don't say Don't let this? the cat out of the bag Yeah no I've already
1: negotiated To the To the Let's just say I I will be paid very, very, very well. Nice. Negot- I've maxed myself out nice. negotiation
0: process. Perfect. In both. Yeah. Move You're going to land on your feet no matter what, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do.
1: And it's just, it's all about the ego, man. You know, it's like, it's hard to not think about four years from now and like if I take this job where I'll be in four years, or if I take this job where I'll be in four years, you know? Yeah.
0: I hear you, dude. And then at the end of the day, it's, it
1: all turns to shit, man. So it's like, <laughs> then there's the piece of me who's like, screw it, just go buy a cabin in the woods and disappear for the rest of your life, too, you know? It's like, make barbecue. Yeah.
0: Have people come to you and do like Salt Lake shit. It'd be amazing. <laughs> be amazing. Oh, man. Oh man. So hey we we've been going for an hour. Ooh. How are you feeling? Great. Um you wanna keep going?
1: Yeah, talking comes easy to me. You're right. the
0: you're the man. Oh uh, dude, you I tell me. I'm just having fun having a conversation, <laughs> dude. <laughs> um so when when do you think that you're gonna be making this decision? Uh, or probably. when did, did they tell you like hey we need to know by A, B, and C? Yeah,
1: I got till Friday today
0: is what tuesday so and did when did you find out oh, yesterday yeah oh nice that's yesterday. good i had i had um i, I had a, a guy that worked for me at my last job and he was a he was just a manager of like so we had three locations one in one in, two full service restaurants and then one quick serve in city creek and he was one of my managers super sharp kid like super smart I never saw him really cook much, and he came to me one day, and he's like, Hey, uh, I'm thinking about moving on, and I'm like, okay, talk to me. You know, like, he's like, this company offered me a sous-chef position, and I was like, first of all, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, I've never seen you cook. I don't know if you can, to be quite honest with you. I don't know if you can cook. right. I said, because you know like that you're running like a sous chef in that structured of a company, like you're gonna be running like, everything. Everything. You've gotta be <laughs> you know, able to butcher, you've gotta be able to saute garbang, all every station you need to be the man and you're probably gonna do the ordering and you're probably gonna be responsible for the daily operations of the whole thing. I was like, but when did they ask you this? And he was like it was like a fucking Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, when are they asking you to give them an answer? And he's like, tomorrow. And I was like, oh fucking don't do it, dude. And I'm like, I'm I go, I'm turning off the I'm not being your boss. I said, ultimately, like my job is to make everyone like to lose everyone, like, right? If I, yeah, I wanna you're I want yeah. everyone should advance and eventually like the guy at the top, but I was like, I was like, if they tell you today that they want you to give them an answer tomorrow, I would tell them I would first go back and say, I need more time like, that's not enough time for me to make an educated decision, and if they said no, I'd tell them to go to fucking hell <laughs> yeah. yep. like, but that's cool that they I mean, at least like, well, a no, week's I mean, time is a good amount to like, really mull it over
1: well, I think you had, you had that knowledge because you've lived through that before right, and this poor unfortunate bastard did the same thing that you did as a 23-year-old and were like, oh, I'm going to be an executive chef. When it worked out for
0: you, but... It did. Probably. It did, although no one offered me. He just basically told me. Like, my chef told me, you're going to be the chef. Right. (laughs) I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, everyone hates me in the kitchen. You know that, right?
1: And, hey, you know, I guess, uh, you know...
0: Get thrown in the deep end and learn how to swim, right? Fucking A man. Yeah. Oh I remember I remember in that first in that first ninety yeah, whatever it was, ninety nine days, having one of the worst things that ever happened happen. Like he didn't teach me about refrigeration, about cleaning condensers or anything like that. And we were small, like we we were pretty small and we had like so a three door like reach in refrigerator. I mean, that's right. like a $5,000 piece of equipment. Right. And, and they, almost, I almost got fired. And they were like, "Well, I was like, I, I, I'm fucking doing everything. I'm doing everything, man. Like, he didn't tell me about that. Like, fuck you. Cleaning the compressor. I was like, who, 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 I don't know anything about refrigeration, man.
1: Oh, and now you're an amateur plumber, electrician. Oh, dude. Psychologist to uh, the... Nice maker <laughs> yeah
0: one of the one of the best things I ever did was I, I had this guy that came to me um, and he's like I work at this place and, and it was I knew I knew the restaurant and I'm looking at his thing I'm like uh, you're a certified mechanic and he's like yeah and I'm like fucking <laughs> Like I hired I like Like I didn't even I knew the restaurant Where he was in charge And he It was like a breakfast spot So he could be there In the day And like still do his main thing And then And then he came And worked for me at night And it was the fucking Biggest blessing Because anything that broke He could take apart And fix In like an instant Like we had You know Taking I mean you've had a Hobart guy Come out to fix a Hobart It's like 200 bucks Just oh, just, just to today. have him sure. the guy. Yeah Yeah, yeah. You're like, you're like freaking Just opening your wallet Like every second You're on the phone You're like yeah. But he, he would Like open Thought up about that Oh dude This guy was awesome Quitting chefing And becoming a Refrigeration repair guy He ended up doing that I bet he did he, he was fucking awesome He did HVAC And all that stuff But this guy was like I was Oh god man I was having a conversation With someone About this particular guy His name is Miguel Aborto And he uh, just, last, just like Within the last five days I was talking about him He was so technically skilled in the kitchen. Like, he fucking destroyed me. Like, he was, he was like, anything there was like, we were a good yin and yang to each other because he couldn't, he didn't have the feel like he wasn't he wasn't in love with food right like I was and like we could both make the same dish and people would choose mine every time but if it came down to like something technical right like if I needed Knife like
1: whatever
0: well like we did all these funky garnishes with, and we lo- we worked with all kinds of potatoes and, and did like we, w- we would do like he loved, like, doing we would do potato rings, or we had a Ben Reiner slicer, oh, yeah. and we would fucking just do tons and tons and tons of potatoes. And then he, he would go home, and he'd, like, make different sized dowels. Like, he had all kinds of fucking tools and shit. And so he would make, like, different diameter dowels, and then he'd <laughs> be like, oh, heavy, I saw this. <laughs> He was like, I saw this on Food Network, I think, and he like would take one of the dowels and he'd fucking wrap it in plastic wrap, and then he like wrap a bunch of f- potato, and then he like we'd start just deep frying all this. So we had all these like different size wings and different heights, and then we would make different. I mean, he he was, he loved doing that kind of shit, and I was like, fucking I ain't go for it because <laughs> I ain't got the patience for it. Yeah. But we yeah. worked we worked well together. But it was it, yeah having having someone like that as a right hand for a long time was fucking awesome.
1: And it's interesting to think of the
0: people you meet through the restaurant world. You know? You're telling me. Yeah. They're, my, they're my kind of people, for sure. Oh. There's no other type of people. <laughs> <laughs> they might not be worth getting to know. <laughs> they might not be get worth getting yeah. to know. Man, any closing thoughts you have for me?
1: Oh, just keep doing what you do, brother. And- uh, i feel privileged to be hanging out with you and thanks for having me on and hopefully uh you bring the wife up to my new restaurant whichever one it might I'm be excited. Here, i'm excited i'm
0: excited i'm excited you, I'm excited. you know what's what's cool is um i i get to stay involved in the restaurant business through what i do and um but these are the kinds of, like for me, these are kinds of the conversations that I've, I've found I think that I've lacked throughout a part of my life. And so it's really fun to like, just spend, you know, like people, I don't think do it enough, like regardless of if we're doing a podcast or not, like just, I've always, I mean, and this is going to sound totally cheesy, but like as an adult, it's been hard for me to, to make friends or to get to know people. And, and, um, there's, there's like a, yeah, it's one of those things where like, okay, I can, I can say this, but then it allows me to get to know someone. So like, I think, I think, and I think I told you this, but what I want to do eventually, and I'm probably really close to doing it unless I put too much on my plate is we have like, like three of uh, like me and, and like you and two other guys or whoever and we're just like around sitting around a table like just talking about food so like it's
1: so funny I, I mean I think it's a great idea and I love the idea but I think any chef or whatever person who's been in the industry if even if you've never met him in your entire life you could sit down and have a conversation just like the one you just had well you know? Because the, there are so many trials and tribulations that we just have in common, yeah, inherently
0: from being in the business. Oh, and- uh, uh, 100%. The the more that I do it, the more I find that, like, we all have there's like a thread yep. that, like, whether so, a lot of like partying, like, younger mm-hmm. is, a, is a huge one, um, and, and there, uh, some of some of the people. That I've interviewed like have had problems with like going a little overboard. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, kind of knowing like oh, there, there's so I have many, so different many things. stories of people who have been taken down. <laughs> I I I always showed up for fucking work, no matter what. Yep. No matter what. Like I was telling someone. The first time I took a sick day in my professional career was last year. I'm not I'm not fucking kidding like like I would have dudes come over to my house. Um it's funny how we were Going to wrap it up And now we're telling A couple <laughs> stories But I, I used to have nightly- So I had guys Like I did the, the I did all the things That they tell you Not to do Like I partied With my staff I dated people That you know Like I yeah. hooked up With people yeah, just, All the faux Just paws, fucking yeah. Like I would be Lawsuit city Like you know If I was doing That shit today Yeah But you know you're 23 years old And like hey, I'm, you know, I'm yeah. a fucking man So Young and dumb. bring it up um, But I used to I had dudes That like like, I was like a, like 7 or 8 in the morning till fucking 10, like all the time, um, and then on my days off, it was like usually Sunday, Monday, I would get up, bong rips, start drinking, you know, and then just that was like, the like forty eight hours, well, like thirty six hours, because I would like taper off like by Monday night about nine, so I could usually. But then like every day of work was like fucking, you know, eight to eight to ten, so like fourteen hours usually, and uh, I and then like I would have dudes that we would party, and then I was there, like I was part like three o'clock in the morning. You know, and I'm fucking like, boom, let's go. And then I'd have dudes that they weren't scheduled till like two. And they'd call me at like one and be like, um, um, I, I can't. And I'm like, no, fuck you. You were at my house sleeping here. when I left. Right. Get your fucking ass here or you're done. Like, I would just be like, you know, it'll suck if you're not here because I enjoy having you. But don't be a fucker.
1: No, I was that guy. <laughs> I was that guy. I don't want to say I it. But I'll
0: get lambasted if I say a, that word now.
1: To people like us to change that, you know? Yeah. Because the, that's. Unfortunately, was a badge of honor. Kind of still is in retrospect, but. Not what we want future generations to go through I don't think you know no but do you let us be the crash test dummies so I
0: have a question though about that And, and completely I don't know if it's unrelated or related but what do you you mentioned grit earlier and I interviewed someone else and they were talking about I think two other people had kind of mentioned almost the same word about like that today's generation of younger people coming up in kitchens kind of lack that. What do you...
1: Well, they definitely lack that.
0: Uh, I don't know if
1: it's a bad thing, though. Okay. Uh, I think work ethic and grit are two totally separate things. You know, work ethic, I believe, is a generational slip. Right now, it's harder to find cooks than ever.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And it's not necessarily the skill set. It's the willingness to stand for long hours and and grind it out. Right. Um, I... Also used to pride myself in partying until 4 a.m. and getting up at 8 a.m. and being 15 minutes early while I'm three hours of sleep, yeah. still drunk, still hungover, and I did it every time and I never not showed up or showed up late. I don't think that's something to be proud of necessarily. What what is lacking in what we need to teach kids now is that like uh, craft and skills and having a skill set and work, working hard is a, is a reality yeah. for most of the world. Yep. And, you know, you can't expect to get on, you know, America's Got Talent and be the next Britney Spears or whatever. And I think that's where a lot of kids are going and that's applicable to cooks too. You know, kids think they're going to get out of college or culinary school, show up, To a restaurant in New York City, it'd be better than all the old heads that have been doing it for 30 years. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And that's just not the case. Right. So I think it's getting in early, grinding early to see if it's something you enjoy. And then at that point either getting out or figuring out. But I think there is a misconception of what being a chef. Actually is and I think that's the issue you know again I think it's up to us to not be proud of being able to be drunk seven days a week and still banging out 400 covers excellently because I did pride myself in that and I would probably still be very good at that
0: um, yeah I mean and I started I it was 1997 well, when I when I was 23 so oh there's a running joke way I different
1: could cook better than you hammered you know yeah. <laughs> Mother effer I'm hammered right now And you are falling behind Let's oh, go
0: dude Dude I had So I opened a place in Lake Tahoe In Squaw Valley And did You know uh, I worked
1: for Plump Jack at Squaw Valley
0: you, We talked about that We did talk we did, about that We talked yeah, about yeah. that yeah. So yeah. I opened yeah. the Old Dubliner Nice The Dubliner The Dubliner Wow I've had a and couple beers at that place Dude my butt My friend The guy He's a really good friend of mine Started out as a fucking barback And now he's a partner At the Old Dubliner It's fucking gnarly
1: that's a great business to
0: have. Yeah, yeah. But so there was times I had this one guy, super awesome line cook, uh, get paid and then he wouldn't show up for two days because he was out doing speed. And uh, I remember like one day, it was like we, there was some big rail competition in the, in the village. And like Mike, the guy that I was just mentioning, Randy, his name's Randy, he, uh, my guy wasn't showing up and like so I, I would like I had this move where I would like move the refrigerators closer and like make a box so that I could just like do as much as possible and I'm getting fucking destroyed uh-huh. and he's like he comes back and he's like Matt Matt is there anything I can do for you I'm like yeah okay get an apron and get two, and get two smittics and get your ass back here and he's like what are the smittics for I'm like for fucking me dude like <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what, you what do you need what do you mean I need I need like that was probably at the height of my like disease where I was I mean like I showed up but I was a fucking piece of wood and so like I start I fucking down the you know we were doing 20 ounce fries and I'm like down the first one and I'm like all right I'll do everything all I need you to do is keep fucking that those fryers the two fryers right there full of fucking full fries, of french fries full of fries <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's it and then so like like I I did the second one and then and then like like in a couple of hours would go by on the server and I like, two beers and then he, I saw him like giving him and by and this was like at like noon. yeah. and by eight o'clock I'm like two beers and he's like I dude no no like we was like I just did like one every hour. And I'm and he and I'm like, come on, what the fuck? <laughs> like like let's go and he's like, dude, how are you even standing? And yeah. I'm like
1: How are you not? Yeah, I'm like, dude,
0: like just this is how we roll. Yeah. You know? Yep. But yeah it's no
1: I worked in I would not have been with those
0: people's life and I survived yeah but I mean like that was like ultimate high stress like I, I was gonna fucking sink or swim and I needed i like the only thing I knew to like relieve the stress was like we're gonna Slammin crank it up to, we're around. gonna crank it up to 11 and yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know what, what, what's that tell tell uh, you tell Johnny Ringo Wyatt Earp's coming and he's bringing <laughs> hell with him <laughs> totally <laughs> man <man-awful. laughs> That's that's kind of how That's how it was For a little while But a lot I mean That was like Few and far between Most of the time It was like End of shift And then Go into, yeah, the, into night the night Yeah the
1: night I think the key is Finding the motivation You know Yeah Like How do you turn it on To eleven Without chugging the beers is the, is the Million dollar question Right
0: Yeah
1: I don't know If I've figured it out yet Luckily I love cooking so much That I get up every day Wanting to do it Yeah but you have the moments where you think, what the hell did I get myself into?
0: Dude, when I when I first got sober, I was, like, scared of going back into the kitchen. Not that I... I knew that I was done. Like, I just had a feeling. Like, when I went and asked someone for help, like, the... They, in AA, they talk about the obsession being lifted. Like, I knew, like, it just was, over. like, I had told some friends, I was like, I'm not probably going to drink anymore, like, two days before I got sober. And the only reason I wasn't sober is because I had the shakes so bad that I was, like, smoking weed to try to get rid of the shakes. And, like, I went and asked my my, my mom and my, my stepdad for help. Um, and my mom just, she's twenty five 24 years sober and uh, she's like I I remember telling her like I don't think I'm going to drink but I don't want to live like like, I can't live like the way I'm living Um, but I was worried about like what am I going to do like can I go back to the environment will I have that without without doing the other thing will I be able to do it and it took me a little while I I, uh, it took me a little while but I was able to find, find I was able to find eleven again. We're creatures that have right? yeah. it, right? So yeah. Yeah, for sure. I this is the longest I've been out of the kitchen my entire since my I started working.
1: Yeah, and I think it, as I get older and wiser, whatever the hell that means how I turn to eleven is like motivating your team, teaching people, yeah, yep. getting people fired up. That's fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when I was with the pubs, I got to travel around. Like we had a, a large group of them in Southern California. We had two in Arizona, one in Nevada, Northern, you know, Lake Tahoe, Mammoth. Some like that's how I got to go to Bordentown. Right. And we had one in Chicago, and it was like it was fun. Like that's what I, I go to the go to the location and then. Teach a teach a guy that was already talented, like how right. to run our kitchens, and then and then like I would go around and we would like create dishes together, and that was fucking like yeah, yeah. just as good as any like moment of, like trying to save a sinking ship. Ah. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. Hopefully those days are behind me, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll I,
0: see. I think you'll have a few more of them in your future. Yeah,
1: well,
0: <laughs> you know, I'd like to
1: think that's not the case. You
0: and I both know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta learn to dance with each other. Yep. Yeah, and that, that takes time. You're gonna step on some feet. For sure. Yeah. All right, man. Well, yeah. it's getting late. I'm Thanks gonna turn into a pumpkin. Me. Right on, brother? Yeah.
1: Speaking of, I gotta
0: get up in like four hours, so. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, oh, not that shit. early. Not that early? No, six hours. Oh, not too bad. Not too bad.